Emotional Detox, seven steps to releasing toxicity and energizing joy is out in the world now. Most of what we have been calling an emotion is actually a reaction. It is time to wipe the slate clean and learn the truth about our emotions, including the power they have to transform our lives, relationships, communities, health, finances, and more. Welcome to Emotional Detox with Sherrianna Boyle. Welcome to Emotional Detox. I'm Sherrianna. And today I have a very special guest with me. I'm really excited about this. Her name is Dr. Amy Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about her. She is a psychologist, a coach, and an author of several books, including The Little Book of Big Change, The No Willpower Approach to Breaking Any Habit. Through her teachings, this, she has a radical new paradigm, and she has helped thousands of people worldwide find freedom from habits and behaviors that have plagued them for years. In addition, Amy has been featured on, let's see, she's been featured on the Steve Harvey Show, <laughs> Oprah.com, Wall Street Journal, and Self Magazine. I know that Amy offers lots of courses on her website on anxiety and other topics, and you can find her at dramyjohnson.com. So welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am too. I'm so excited. I've been thinking about this for a while. And so I, I kind of want to start with your book, to be honest with you. And, and can you, I, I love the title of your book, um, The Little Book of Big Change. And can you tell us a little bit about what that means when you, when you, have a title like that? What is the, the big intention behind that book? Yeah, I think, um, like, I love the topic of change. I, I love, like, watching people change and seeing um, how we innocently think that change is hard. <laughs> like, how many people out, out in the world say, like, I don't even know if change is possible. Change is hard. You know, like, we, it's such a thing you hear all over, and it cracks me up because I get it. Like, change felt and looked hard for me, too, for a very long time. But it's so cool because I think it's just down to a really simple little misunderstanding. I think when we're out there saying that change is hard, we're, we're kind of just looking in the wrong direction, frankly. We're kind of doing it wrong, and I don't think change is a thing we do, but it's, it, there's, we're full, and we can talk about this if you want, but we're just so full of like misunderstandings about how we work as human beings. And so we go about change, like trying to break a habit, for example, full on, you know, I'm going to do this, and we have our strategies and our practices and all of what we have, all of our effort and willpower and discipline are there with us, um, you know, and then we say, oh, crap, that didn't work. Change must be hard. I guess I can't change, you know, and it's like, no, 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 change happens all the time. Change isn't hard. It's natural, but we're kind of seeing it wrong. So that's, that's kind of the, the basic idea behind the little book of big change. I love that. I love that. And I love that statement of, of change is hard. You do hear that, that it has been ingrained 
and our psyche. And of course, I have my emotional detox hat on always <laughs> when I'm listening to the these, but my ears perk up when I hear that, like, like you, that change is hard, that it is a simple misunderstanding. I'm curious, can you give us an example of maybe what is the thing that, that people find most difficult when it comes to change? Is there a sp specific area that you find comes up most often? I'm sure it changes all the time, right? Yeah. Um, but what, in your experience, when they say change is hard, what are they talking about? Yeah. Well, I think what we've been taught to do, what everyone kind of goes toward me too for a long time is again, like we're going to make our change happen. You know, everything out in the world is so, you know, it's up to you and make it happen. And that there's some good in that obviously, but, but we approach change. And when, what we're talking about here is change, like, like habits and addictions and anxiety and how we feel and see the world. Like as far as I can see, we're not in charge of that. Like we don't step in with our big muscles and make it happen. You know, there are things we do for sure. But, but, you know, that's, I think the biggest thing is people have this proactive, I'm going to do it. And so what that leads to, like how that looks specifically is I have to change my thoughts. Let me think differently. Let me, let me bat this bad thought away and try to like come up with some nice ones I can pull out of my pocket and think instead. And it be, you know, and it just becomes innocently, innocently, they just, we just want to feel better, but it becomes this heavy, tight, you know, thing where we're resisting the stuff we think we don't want. And then we're trying to drag in more stuff rather than what I know you talk about as well is like, rather than just seeing how things work, like seeing that thought moves through us and we aren't it. And, and like having this much bigger picture of how our experience works, that's how people change effortlessly when we're not trying to grab and manipulate every thought and feeling and but we're seeing it from a totally different perspective where we see, wow, this in and of itself is not so problematic if I understand it correctly, if I see it for what it is. I love that. I, I love the way you frame it. And and so it's very similar, but the language is different, right? Mm -hmm. And it's whatever you can relate to. And I love the way you come up with this really honing in on change, that that specific thing. And so it's about what you're saying is it's about addiction. Some of the things you hear about, what am I addicted to? It's about learning to manipulate and control my, my thoughts and my circumstances. And it sounds like what you teach people is really how to let go of all that. So that, that we're not, so what you're saying is you've learned that people think that they're the ones that make the change. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. That's, that sounds so much lighter, the way that you're approaching it. Yeah. And, and I can imagine this also, I'm, I'm thinking of parents as you're talking mm -hmm. and how many parents try to, including myself, that's how to influence the way our kids' journeys go, right? Like we're in charge. I'm going to put them in this school and this situation and this, and, and I'm going to kind of navigate how this is going to go, right? This change for them rather than just seeing how things fall into place. So, so tell me, what is there, is there an example that you can give? Like maybe think about a client of yours, or I'm sure there's, there's several in mind 
where they were really gripping and manipulating. And then all of a sudden they, they, they were able to make the shift. So what are you, are you saying they learn to see it a new way and then that allows the change to unfold naturally? Is that what you're saying? Yes, totally. So, um, yeah, so there's a, a woman who went through my school uh, last year, a year and a half ago maybe, and she just stands out because her change, it was so, like the way it just showed up for her was very dramatic. So we, we love her and we use her as, a, as an example a lot. But she, she basically had this kind of food-related habit where she would get kind of a little anxious, a little caught up, a little busy in her head, whatever, a little stressed out. And she'd go do this specific kind of little ritual thing with food. Now it wasn't, you know, this wasn't a major, she wasn't like, you know, anorexic or anything. It wasn't, it wasn't to that degree, but it drove her nuts. And she had been doing it for like 30 years. So, and, and just the thing about it, and this is true of all of our stuff, I think, is it's like, it just, she just knew better. You know, she just was kind of at a point in her life where she's like, I'm, I'm wise, I'm smart, like I'm, I'm over this, but somehow I feel caught up in it still. And so she carried this around in her mind as for the past 30 years as my food issue, you know, and it, over those, over that time, it looked more and more like her food issue. Now it is intertwined in her mind, right? It's intertwined with who she is and the last 30 years and that one last thing she can't kick and all of this. And she kind of knew that, but not fully, you know, it still really looked like a food issue because she could say, Hey, but I do it. Like I should see, she'd say, you know, like, I see what you're saying about how my mind frames it that way, but look, I did it every day this week. So you can't say it's not a real thing. So, so that's how it looked to her is very solid and very much part of who she was. And, and as we kind of, as she kind of saw more about how we work and how our thinking and feelings work and move through us on their own and all of that, what she, like the layers started to peel back for her and what she started to see is, wow, I'm, and this is kind of what, what I teach, right? It's like, I'm totally healthy. I don't have an issue. Like, where is it? Where does it live, right? Like, I don't have this. It's not who I am. I'm fine. I'm healthy. When my mind is at ease, I'm not even thinking about that at all. So much of my day has nothing to do with this habit. I'm totally okay. And when my thinking gets busy and I get stressed out or it's that time of day or whatever, my mind tosses out, hey, this might make you feel better. And it brings up the whole scenario of that. Now, so what? Everybody's mind does that. Like that, you know, that's just the way a mind works. But she didn't see that for the past 30 years. And most of us don't. It looked to her like, oh my gosh, it's back. And I do have to do this so I can feel better. And if I don't do it, I won't feel better. And all kinds of garbage that is just innocent misunderstanding, but none of that's true. So what she started to see is, oh my gosh, yeah, my only habit is that my thinking goes in a certain direction. And if I can see that as just thinking that goes in a certain direction, not who I am or my habit or a thing I have to do to feel better, none of that. Because honestly, none of that's true for any of us. It's thinking that comes up that feels very real, but it's just our mind saying stuff. It's what minds do. They say stuff. She started to see, wow, none of this has all the power I've been giving it. And, and literally, like overnight, it was just gone. And she, she came to our, to our call and was like, you know, I don't have this anymore because I never really had it to begin with. <laughs> it looked like I did, but I really don't. And she's still in our community. And, you know, a year and a half, two years later, whatever it's been, she's wow. like, oh, it never existed. That's amazing. So it's, it sounds like you taught her 
to recognize the loop that she gets herself in. And, and I love the way you say, you know, that's just the way our minds work. What's, yeah. you know, it's just everybody goes through it. And, and so you don't feel like, you know, it's just me. And we all have these thoughts. And I love the way you describe it as a misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah. And if you just kind of clear up the misunderstanding, the way between you and your mind, that you can realize that really isn't you. So that's fascinating. That's a great example. So she was able to, for good, I assume, it's almost like not go into this habit. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, there's nothing for her to manage or work on anymore because it just looks like, oh, you know, so another metaphor I use a lot is like a little kid's like afraid of a a monster on their wall, right? That's a shadow. Once they see how shadows work, you know, if they really grow up and see, oh my gosh, that's a shadow. You can't be afraid of a shadow (laughs) past a certain age, right? Like it's impossible. You're like, oh, it's a shadow. I see it. So, but a kid can, a kid can be like, yeah, but it looks like a monster. But once you really see it for what it is, it's done. And that's what happened with her as she saw it like really deeply insightfully kind of saw, oh, that's just a place my mind was going. That never had the power I gave it. That's amazing. So how, I'm curious, Amy, how did this evolve for you and your practice, right? Because I know, I know when, when we get trained in the field of psychology, you know, we're exposed to all different ways, all different approaches. And how did you sort of find this, this niche? Because it is, I think it's pretty unique niche looking at specifically the habit and focusing on change and what you're doing what how did this happen for you yeah well it um it happened because of my own life so i um i was trained in all kinds of stuff that i don't really use much anymore to be honest like all the traditional ways of treating things as if they're real issues and um you know when i you know I can relate. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah. Yeah. I know we can, right? Like, here's the problem. What are you going to do with this? And I had tons of anxiety and a million, a million diagnoses. And I was told over and over again, you might have panic attacks your whole life, but we'll help you cope. You know, we'll give you some coping tools and and it'll take the edge off and maybe you can breathe your way down or all this stuff. But it, but I was never told by really well-trained therapists, you know, I was never told that, that you can be free of this. And, and so my panic attacks and anxiety um, did eventually go away, I thought, but what they popped up later as is, is my own eating disorder. And, and now I see that was just anxiety taken another form. My mind just found another way to try to calm me down, you know, because it was sort of on to the panic attack thing. So, um, so it jumped around and, you know, and you see this all the time too, I'm sure it's like, it's like we're playing whack-a-mole, like an issue looks this way and then it pops up and has this face on it. And, and we're told and people say, oh yeah, you have two separate, now you have two diagnoses. What? Like you have, it's, it's the same thing. It's feeling that you're afraid of and it just shows up in different ways, you know? So, um, so for me anyway, the only thing that finally helped me get to the bottom of it and see this is kind of what I share now, this understanding that I share now that we are 100% healthy and we think and our minds will tell us all kinds of stuff. And if we believe that, we're in it. If we don't believe it, we're not really in it. We're not duped by it. I, I love that. I just love your message that we are 100% healthy. And it is, it's so challenging because 
you find this in the, in the, and I teach psychology, so I'm still te- teaching the treatments <laughs> and the therapies and the methods. And yeah. in some ways I enjoy it because I love watching the progress and I love talking about how far we've come, but I do feel that we're on this big shift and there, there, there are some people still using more traditional methods and some people having successful success with that. And I always believe that, wherever you're drawn is where you belong, right? So you just sort of let your heart lead the way and you're, you know what you're ready for in your life. But what I, what I love, and perhaps that's why I was drawn to you, you know, just it, it, there's an alignment there. And that idea that we sort of get this stamp, right? So like even like an eating disorder is very often comes with the stamp that this will be something you deal with for the rest of your life, yeah. right? Yeah. And how does that impact people? I mean, really, what does that what does that do for all that all of this all the support that we're giving them and and their mind? I mean, really, it's it's like a subconscious thing. Yeah, I'm doing all this stuff, but in the back of your mind, I'm going to have this for the rest of my life, right? And the same thing with addiction. So I I love that you sort of bravely blaze right through that. <laughs> yeah. You really do. I I can't not because I was told that and it's, it wasn't true. (laughs) I mean, honestly, like I'm the, I have no thinking about food and I was told you will probably have this your whole life. I have no anxiety. It doesn't exist. I'm not coping with anything. I mean, it's, it's not there. So, you know, it's, so it's easy. And yes, I mean, there's people that disagree, I, I guess out there still, but, um, I just like, how can we say that? There's no way that can be true because there's many people like me that have found complete freedom from it and not by hard work or, you know, going to meetings regularly or staying on top of it. Like it just is gone. Uh, Well, you know, I agree with you wholeheartedly and I know it's not an easy position because people will challenge you, you know, they, they will challenge you professionally, (laughs) but the research says this, but this says this, and this study says this. And, but I think the advantage with you is that you've lived it and then you, and you watch it and you teach it and you see it and it takes a life of its own and you realize, and before you know it, you have this incredible path that is so viable and so available for everyone and, and, and so accessible that you've created. So I, I give you so much credit for that, that, that it, it takes a lot of courage to, to, to give the offerings that, that, that you provide. Um, I mean, I come from the professional, I was, I taught professionally, for credits for psychologists, psychiatrists, you know, social workers, all of that. And I would do conferences and man, would they challenge the hell out of me. <laughs> it was like, wait, but, and it was like, well, I, you know, I, it's, it's very, very similar that when you find something that works, you get it. And I, I just love your, I'm a hundred percent healthy. Right. So what do you say for someone right now, Amy, who is, on the fence, who's listening, who's feeling stuck, who's feeling overwhelmed, who's like, yeah, that sounds nice, but <laughs> we have the butt in there. Um, how do you, how do you, what do you say about getting started on a path like this for making that first step towards change, which is just really being open to the idea of the possibility, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, 
it's such a it's such an important question because I think it's really about being willing to just see another way. And that's so, you know, it's kind of a cliche answer, but I mean, when somebody, and you're absolutely right, there's so many people out there just constantly thinking, yeah, but, yeah, but, and what I'm saying does absolutely fly in the face of their experience, but we, we experience what we expect to experience. <laughs> like we experience what we can, we can only see what our mind will let us see. So, you know, if you expect, if, so, if, if professionals have told you, you will always have this issue and this is a real issue, of course you're going to see evidence for that. I did too. But if you don't like that answer and you want more freedom than that, just be willing to see it another way, you know, and just, just say, okay, this is totally how it looks and how it feels. But what if it isn't that way? Just what if, like, what if I really am healthy, even though I don't feel like it? What if, you know, this really is just habitual thinking showing up that looks real to me, even though it seems like more. And that's what I always have my students kind of start with, just that what if question. And then, and then it gets you, you know, instead of just looking over in this corner and seeing more evidence for your theory, you just start looking in this corner and you're skeptical at first, but that's okay because you're looking in a new corner. And pr- before you know it, you start seeing evidence of that. Wow, I love that. So what if what if I really am healthy? What if I am really whole? Yeah. That's that's beautiful. That's a wonderful. So you suggest that they start with that and see how that feels. And I want I want to remind people that Amy has these courses. You offer them twice a year, I saw. Yes. And you have one open in January. Is that um, it'll be open in March? The next one. Oh, in March. The next yeah. one's open in March. But of course, yeah. you're available for individuals as well, right? Um, that's what you do, right? As a coach, online coaching, or I do some. I mostly do it through the school, though. I mostly do. So it's called the Little School of Big Change, and I lead it twice a year, and that's really where I support people. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, great. So that sounds like a very powerful group. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I would keep you know, get on Amy's mailing list so that at least you can have the opportunity, right? I mean, that that is also the place to start as well. Just allow yourself to be a part of her list and get in, information so that the possibility is there for you and you just, just don't tuck it away. Um, is there any any final thoughts, Amy, as we as we end this, um, that you'd like to, I love the what if, I love the 100% healthy, um, and disp- and really I love the courage and the blazing right through all that mindset stuff that we've been told for so long. Um, any Anything else? I think, um, I mean, the thing that's coming up is to just like I'm thinking back to the first thing I, the first time I heard something about this, you know, and, and I don't remember the exact words, but essentially what I heard was before I knew anything about this, when I was still kind of thinking I was broken and needed to find a way to cope. um, The, what I heard was something like, you know, you are, you are sitting in the middle of perfect mental health and you're constantly thinking and feeling your thinking. Mm-hmm. So like that was gig- like that was the big what if and the big direction to look in for me of like wow that makes sense what if now it didn't now again my evidence could show no I have no mental health but but I was open to that like what if there's perfect mental health in all of us 
And we experience moment to moment to moment thinking. And when your moment to moment to moment thinking is full of anxiety or full of depression or whatever, yes, that will be your experience, but you are not locked into that. And that, I mean, that changed my life. Like, I can't even tell you how much that one little statement changed my life. So that's well, that, 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 <laughs> that came from a higher place, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a special form of insight that she's delivering and she's sharing with, with everyone. I mean, that's sacred information. So what, what if everything is in perfect mental health? So I'm, I'm so grateful that you're just being this beam of light in the world. I can, I can feel your energy. I can feel the glow. I hope that everybody out there can feel the glow. And listen, if you're not up for um, anything else, then just get her book, right? You can always start there. Just buy, get her book, The Little Book of Big Change. The No, now we get what this book, this subtitle's about. The No Willpower (laughs) Approach to Breaking Any Habit. And remember, when you go on her website, you got to do the dr.amyjohnson.com. So please check her out, grab her book, and I hope that everybody enjoyed this conversation today. And I know I did. And thank you again, Amy, and have a wonderful, wonderful day, everyone. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the Emotional Detox live group coaching sessions and all of Sherrianna's books, go to sherriannaboyle.com.